You're listening to the Unicorn Business Podcast because there are millions of business owners, but only one magical you. I'm Safina, your host and business coach. Stay tuned to learn everything you need to know to become the unicorn in your industry. Hello there. Oh my God. I wish I could give you a visual representation of what's happening right now. It is 2 a.m. or 2 a.m. No, it's not 2 a.m. It's 2 p.m. on a Friday. My kid's about to get home from school. I'm sitting in my office. I was going to tan today. Like I, I, my skin is like naturally like olive shaded, but it's not naturally tan. <laughs> it's like the Indian side of me. I got the olive, but like not the tan. So I get super, super pale. And during the summer, I try to take advantage of the sunlight and getting a little bit of a tan on my skin. And I know that like some of you are probably judging me and being like, that's terrible for you. But I do wear some sunscreen, (laughs) especially on my face. So anyways, (laughs) I was out here, I was outside in my bikini trying to get a little bit of a tan. And then I just got like so inspired and so excited to like share this topic with you. And I was like, well, F it, let me go like record the podcast. And then when I was about to record the podcast, I was like thinking about something that was really mind-blowing to me. In fact, you know what? If you haven't seen my story, I'll tell you right now. I was thinking how mind-blowing it is. Like my house is completely silent, okay? And Carter's not home from school. Abel's in her room. Craig is at work. Like it's literally silent. And so there's no like physical evidence of humans around me in my life but like I was I was trying to get my head right before I recorded this podcast I was just like what reality what reality do I want to be in like you know what I mean like if you were in a reality right now like just imagine you were about to win the lottery and you knew you were like about to win the lottery (laughs) you would be feeling very differently than if you were just like sitting in the same exact room and you were about to receive like devastating news Right. So like the whole point is that where your head is at, the type of reality you're living in, like who you think of yourself, like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I am a successful businesswoman, right? Like all of those things, who you think yourself to be is like the reality that you end up experiencing in terms of how you feel. I hope this is landing because like, I don't know, it's like sometimes my brain will understand this and then other times it will be like, what is like, what even is anything anymore? So I hope it's landing. But anyways, I was just like, how cool is it that I could literally be like 20 years old and single with no kids sitting in the same exact house manifesting and imagining what it would feel like to be a mom with my kid on the way home from school and one of them upstairs napping and my husband at work. I could literally just be imagining it and experience the same feelings as the real me who actually does have all those things. And in both situations, there would not be the actual people around us. Like, isn't that so crazy? Like, we don't have to have the thing in front of us. We don't have to have it in our eyesight or in any of our senses for it to exist. Isn't that so cool? So that's what I was imagining. <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. And I was so inspired to share the story on my on my stories on Instagram and Facebook. And then I just came in my office and started like recording a story. And I'm sitting here in my freaking bikini with my stretch marks out. 
And might I add, not that tan yet. (laughs) Um, And then the funniest thing that went through my head that like I'm I'm super aware of what my brain tries to tell me to get me to not show up anymore. Like, I don't know if you've been paying attention to that with yourself, but I I think I have to credit Simone Soul. Her work just totally made me able to show up. Like I could literally show up in very embarrassing, like <laughs> with food in my teeth, looking terrible, whatever, because I started to notice just how much our brain resists showing up like it in general, like no matter what you do, if you're going to post a story on Instagram and you're going to try and help people, your brain is going to tell you, oh, that's stupid. People aren't going to understand you. People already know that. You definitely shouldn't share that. It's not the right time of the day, right? So my brain was like, you should not be in your bikini right now. Like that is just, you're just begging for attention. You're going to get unwanted attention. You're going to, you know, you're going to look like you were just trying to show off. (laughs) It just came up with all these things. And I was like, you know what? This is literally the truth of like who I am right now, what I'm doing right now, just sitting in my office, having the best day ever in the sun, enjoying the rest of the warmth that we're going to have here in Indiana. And so I posted it anyways. (laughs) Um, And I don't know. I just posted it. So I haven't had, I haven't been like stoned to death <laughs> for, and shamed <laughs> because of um, being too revealing or anything yet. So as of now, we're still safe. But thank you, Brain, for trying to warn me. Okay, let's get into today's topic. We're talking about overstimulation. Okay. I know I want you to stop right now and just imagine if you have kids, you know exactly what overstimulation looks like in another person, right? Like my kids are, my kids still get overstimulated. You know, my oldest one is nine and he still needs lots and lots of breaks and alone time and rest to not get in these like strange, you know, like, I don't know, it just gets to your brain when you get overstimulated. Well, I would like to offer that we as adults get overstimulated, but it's not in our culture or our awareness to really pay attention to that. And the only reason why I found out is because as we talked about in the last episode, I've been paying so much closer attention to myself throughout the day. And I noticed I just started to get overstimulated a lot. Like I get overstimulated just as much as my kids do. (laughs) It's all these funny things with our kids. They're like little, they're examples of how we are the unconscious parts of us, right? Like the the breakdowns, the having the really intense emotions at the wrong times. That's what we are like as adults, but we have just learned to cover it up with like a pretty bow and try and move past it. But I want to just talk about it today and how you can look out for it and you know, what, how to kind of structure your day so that you're not overstimulated. You know what the first part I want to talk about for overstimulation is? I was talking to actually a trainer at my gym who is dating one of my girlfriends there. And he was talking about how he like read, he's reading a book and it was like a self-help book. And we were just talking about how like we literally cannot read, like we can't, read that many pages of a self-help book 
or we can't read a book and then like also listen to a podcast. And let me tell you from, (laughs) let me tell you, I know you guys are doing this stuff. I know that like business owners in general are so excited about learning and growing that you are overstimulating your brain with information. And I want you to really start to pay attention to how much information your brain can like soak in and actually absorb and stop focusing so much on the amount of information that you've consumed. Like we are not cramming (laughs) for a final Because how many of those things do you even remember when you were cramming for your finals? Like, I mean, I didn't even go to college, but I'm talking about like in high school. I, that was the amount of information that I retained the least when I was like rushing to learn it and put it all into my brain. I learned it short term and then I completely forgot about it later because it's just not sustainable to try to remember that much stuff. And so when you are like starting your work day and you're, you're writing down all these things you want to do and you're like watching classes online and you're just like, you're, you're doing all of these different intricate things to like put information into your brain. It will be very easy for you to get overstimulated. If you're doing this, you will go throughout your day and you'll be able to check off that you like, you're like took masterclass, listen to four podcasts, read a book. Like you're going to be able to check off all of these things that you did, but like how, what if you were to just check in on how you were feeling at the end of that day? <laughs> you know, cause like for me, when I really notice how I'm doing, the more that I notice it, the more I'm like, oh, I literally cannot learn any more information right now. Like I got a little bit and I am good. And of course, there are times where, you know, you're at like a conference or something and you have to be able to like take in information all day. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking on a day-to-day basis. Just imagine the stress that that is putting on your brain. And instead of seeing information as like a, you know, it's just good no matter what. Learning is just good no matter what. Start to see it as also a stressor on your brain. You're using the muscle of your brain, (laughs) So what kind of information do you really want to be putting into your brain? Like if it were a muscle and it were to get fatigued easily, like what do you want to use that muscle to be doing? I started thinking about this because I noticed that there was a part of my day where I (laughs) – If you're listening to my podcast the past two weeks, it's literally just like me talking about when I get really frustrated with my kids, but there's a part of my day where I get overstimulated and I'm a mom. So I have my kids, like the stimulation is very real. (laughs) They're always like literally touching, poking, hurting, pulling, talking, (laughs) screaming, all that stuff, right? Crying. (laughs) They're doing all of that stuff. And it's so important for you to be aware of this because like I think, you know, I think one thing that comes to mind that other moms might say, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but it's like other moms might be like, well, that's my job is to be their parent. I signed up to be their parent and like I just need to be okay with that. I just need to be okay with the fact that they're going to be a lot 
because, you know, it's my job to regulate that and to be around that and everything. And, you know, so I would tell myself when I started to get really overwhelmed, like, oh, this isn't about you. You're not being a good mom. (laughs) It's really kind to say to yourself, right? And I think I just started to notice that I would get so frustrated because I would be overstimulated and overwhelmed with like outside noises and senses. And then on top of that, there was like, there was no break. And on top of that, I was telling myself that I should not feel like that. (laughs) And I should just be like man up and be their mom. You know what I mean? I think we all have this idea as moms as though like we should just put our feelings aside. Like we shouldn't feel bad. We shouldn't feel like this because that's what being a mom is. And we're just supposed to be super grateful that we have little children to like run around and destroy our house and all of our belongings (laughs) and yell at us and whatever else they do all day. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm being dramatic, but that's literally what – we kind of have conditioning as moms. So I would get so frustrated. I'd feel like there's nothing I can do. I would just feel like a cornered animal. Like I'm having a reaction. I'm not supposed to be having a reaction. I'm supposed to be taking care of the kids. I'm supposed to be a loving mother. I'm supposed to be a happy businesswoman. <laughs> And it would just make the reaction really, really, really tough because, you know, when your body, when you tell your body that it's not supposed to be feeling bad, again, we talked about this last week, but like when you tell your body that it's not supposed to be having this reaction, it just kind of gets more mad at you. It's like, hey, no, we are going to have this reaction no matter what. And it's just this huge feeling of resistance and frustration. And honestly, yesterday I was like, I was experimenting with feeling this whatever this feeling is that I get when I'm overstimulated and have, you know, like all of the, (laughs) all of the things that happen in my household that are really getting to me and I'm tired and it's like the middle of the day, (laughs) like just that time of the day. It's always like 3 PM, 4 PM that this happens. And I couldn't really even identify the feeling. So I, I don't know if I have an exact feeling to tell you, but it was basically just like this I started to just go into my body. I started to be like, what is happening here? Let me just kind of like let it move in my body. And I could feel the energy moving from like the top of my chest to all the way to like the bottom of my belly. So like all like my whole upper half of my body, I felt like a lot of energy just moving around. And when I used to feel this way, I would try and take a break and I would try to just like watch TikToks and I would attempt to like rest by doing something on my phone, by texting people, by telling my husband and complaining about how <laughs> how hard my life was. And what I noticed is that this doesn't really work all the way because that's still more stimulation for your brain. And so when we're looking at it through the lens of being overstimulated, it's like, How can you stop, like, how can you solve that problem in a way that's not stimulating your brain even more? So what this is all about is not only looking at how can I 
take care of myself when I'm overstimulated, but also why should I take care of myself when I'm overstimulated? I think that's the part that I really have to hard sell (laughs) you on because in our society, we're just so used to like, okay, nobody has time for that. You know? And so when I think about what my clients would say about what you should go take a nap because you're overstimulated or you should go have some sort of like a walk or a meditation. I think that a lot of people would say, well, I just don't have the luxury of doing that. And I think that there's something where we just have to really prioritize that into our time. And why is that so important? Because when we're overstimulated, we're just not able to like, we're not able to use our brains at a high level. And the quality of work that we are doing when we have listened to information all day or when we've like interacted all day is just not going to be that good. And so if you're wondering why you're spinning your wheels and you're doing all of this work and it's not going anywhere, it might be because of that. It's because it's really not about the quantity of work that you're doing. And the quality of work is going to be so low if you're always ignoring those warning signals that are like going off that are like, Hey, you need a break. You are, you have had too much interaction up here. (laughs) So how, what, what part of the day do you start to have that happen? What if you just took tomorrow and you started to notice or took the next day that you have work or whatever day, whatever days you feel like you're busier and like it might happen to you and start to notice what types of things make me feel overstimulated. What's my go-to reaction when I feel overstimulated? Is it like I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine because I feel overstimulated? Because if that's your go-to reaction, it's you're not alone. <laughs> it's a lot of people's reaction. Um, what you know? What comes up for you whenever you're considering all those things? And is it usually when you have done a certain activity? Is it usually when you have gotten to like a certain hour of the day? what comes up. And so you just want to start kind of tracking what you normally do. You don't even have to change it yet. I think if you're not really aware of this, you want to start just noticing. Like that's the first thing I always do is just notice before I start problem solving because it's a lot easier to work with it if you're getting like a full picture of what's happening. And the next thing you want to do is Start to find some pockets of time and solutions for how you can care for yourself. Start to prioritize yourself. And it goes back to what I was saying about being a mom and what I was saying about, you know, the quality of work that you're doing in your business. I think what your brain, the hardest thing is going to be coming up against your brain. Your brain is in a capitalistic, like hustle society. I don't know if capitalistic is the right word. Capitalist. (laughs) society. Okay. But you get it. Like we're supposed to be working all the time. We're not supposed to have breaks. We're supposed to, we're measured on how much work we get done. And so your brain is really, really embedded in that train of thinking. And so it's going to have a hard time stopping you from doing that whenever it perceives that it's not a big enough problem, like just the overstimulation. So One thing that's really helped me is just thinking, you know, as a mom, for example, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to be a great mom when I am overstimulated. And so even though it seems like I'm not being there for my kids, when I take the time to just like have quiet time in my room for 10 minutes or whatever, 
it's actually, it turns out it's a net positive result for my kids because me being there all the time for them and being angry and cranky is not as good as me being there 95% of the time for them and being taken care of myself. And it's the same thing in your business. It's like you just grinding away and listening to things and learning things and doing things all day is not going to be as effective as you being the whole you being taken care of first and having room for that creativity to even come in and ideas to come in. You don't have space for that when you're overstimulated. You don't have like the capacity to receive downloads from the universe and to <laughs> and to have the creative ideas flowing in when your brain is just overworked. Like it really is so necessary to you to the magic of your business and the magic of who you are as a human that can like just you know have ideas come to you out of nowhere or however it works, right? So you have to just sell yourself on prioritizing that in your day. So I've noticed this a lot with my clients. This is something that is happening daily to us in our lives and businesses. When I say us, I mean Americans or people that are living in a society that's similar to American lifestyle where you have a lot going on and we've basically signed ourselves up for like five times the amount of things that we can actually do. (laughs) And that's just the nature of how our society is. So I've noticed that this is very common and it's just a little thing. And if you don't catch it, you're going to keep it. It's not going to like debilitate you, right? It's not going to make you sick. It's not going to make you like unable to do anything at first overstimulation. But over time, when you keep ignoring it, it's really going to make you feel burnt out. So I just wonder what would happen if you experimented with just prioritizing that. I wonder how much that would just change your business all by itself. Just prioritizing your well-being and not having your brain be overstimulated and reminding your brain, hey, this is actually for our benefit that we stop It's the same thing with freaking – I have to do this with working out as well. I have to remind myself that even though my brain thinks that the more that I work out and the more that I lift and the more that I move, the better it is for my body, I have to remind myself my body is getting stressed out from all this stuff. Like it literally increases your cortisol. It stresses out your body. It tires it, and it needs lots and lots of time for recovery and for laying down and sleeping. (laughs) And those are the things when you talk to professionals in the fitness world, those are the things that people don't prioritize. And the professionals are like, no, you actually need to like literally let yourself rest or you're not going to see results. You literally need to give yourself breaks. You need to have weeks where you lift a lot less. So it's something that you can do in every single area of your life. And it's that counterintuitive resting in order to get ahead further than you would if you didn't rest. (laughs) So I'm so curious what would happen. Why don't you let me know in the group? It's always linked in the comments in the show notes of the podcast in the Unicorn Business Group. Let us know if you are practicing not being overstimulated 
and what types of things you noticed and how you were able to care for yourself. This is just all one big experiment of finding out what goes on in your body and learning how to take care of yourself. And only you can do that work. No one else can be in your body for you. (laughs) Not in that sense, at least. All right. On that note, (laughs) I will end this podcast. Thank you so much for being here this week, and I'll talk to you next week. If you're ready to stand out and charge more, you can work with me now in my one-on-one coaching program. Click the link in the show notes to book your consultation call. And to learn more about creating your unicorn brand, make sure you're keeping up in our Facebook community called The Unicorn Business. You can find the group also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there. Thank you.